This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody, on this beautiful, is it Wednesday? It is. Wow, Wednesday, the 21st of October. We're so glad you've taken time out of your busy day to be with us and be part of the Morning Breath family. What we do at Morning Breath is we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Scripture, then I I come down to the studio here. I have a co-host that does the same thing, spend some time with the Lord, and then we come down to a studio here we have at East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island Campus. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter, and we kind of call it the live drive time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. And so we just do a devotion in the scripture and we hope you do one too. And then we meet here on the radio to talk about what God spoke and what kind of stood out to us. And uh, I always think it's powerful to do it as a team because it builds, I I get things off of what Mark says and Mark gets stuff off of what I say and causes that, you know, that, that, that to grow yeah. in our understanding of the word. So, Pastor Mark, welcome, brother. Thank you, Brother Dan. Pastor Dan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm, well, I, when you said live drive time devotional, it made me think back, going way back when this first started, you and Pastor <laughs> Eric, you would always say, semi-almost live with a satellite feed delay in the safety and comfort of your home computer. That's right. That's <laughs> what we would do. I yeah, listened to it enough times to get it to stick. a long time ago, man. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're so glad you're with us. We want you to know what, uh, what chapter we're reading. And so you can do that by having the Morning Breath Guide go to the East Coast app, make sure you get to the podcast page, and that's, that's under the Watch Live button, and then Podcasts, if you can't find your way there, and you'll find the uh, you'll find the Morning Breath Guide as well as Morning Breath uh, shows that are recorded on the podcast. You can listen to those. Yep. You can know what chapter we're reading and where we've been and where we're going. You can uh, also do that on our website, eccc.us. Um, there's all kinds of information, events, uh, past sermons, everything you need to know about East Coast can be found in that digital space. We're doing church there. We've got our online campus. Yes. Uh, we've got YouTube and all that. You can always call the office as well, 321-452-1060. And we got some family fun day stuff coming up. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. It's a drive-through edition. Yeah. So we have got all these different stations and, uh, they're going to be, They're going to be costume stations. In other words, I just know that the mezzanine, which is our young adults, they're going to have a Titanic uh, station. And then the the Avenue, they're going to do a Jurassic Park station. And so it's going to be a place for the parents to drive through with their kids to get a ton of great candy uh, for their family. And it's going to be the 31st, and it's 11 to 2. And we got lots of stations. Every sort of campus and and part of East Coast Christian Center is going to pull together to use that great big parking lot there to put together this uh, this cool thing. And we're doing that, yeah, like, like you said, that's from 11 to 2. And then in Merritt Island, right. uh, we've got the Concert in Cars Fall Edition at the Parkway Worship yep. Center. Um, you'll, you might have to help me a little bit with this, Pastor Dan. Sure. I know some of the details. From what I understand, that we're going to have uh, the, the worship band out on our front steps. That's right. So our Good. Saturday night service is not going to be in the building like our traditional Saturday night service is. Right, exactly. We're, we're going to have the band out on the steps playing worship music, and we're going to have basically like a trunk or treat type of event. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you did good. 5.30 to 7 in the parking lot. Going to have a great concert of worship out there, so we'll have a great time that way. But also we'll have some trunks open. 
not the back of my truck because it's too dirty <laughs> for candy to be in. But we're gonna have to some, some deer. Uh, yeah, you want some deer blood on your sh- <laughs> on your shorts? You can come to my truck. But uh, yeah, so you uh, we'll have it set up nice, clean, and you know maintain all those things. Keep your kids safe in those those respects as well. And it'll be fun time. Have a great concert of worship. Great time worshiping Jesus, as well as uh, some fun and candy for your kids. Awesome. And also, as you're checking out our stuff online, don't forget that uh, on our Monday morning. Um, our, I, I almost said that wrong. Our Monday morning breath video podcast, which yes. can also be on Monday morning. Yep. Um, you can see uh, that's a video podcast with pastors, Matt and Jessica. So that's, you can, uh, you can watch available. them. Yep. You can watch them doing it. Yep. Well, let's get into it. We're in chapter 20 and uh, I'm going to read through verse 14. I'll let you take it at 15. Will that work for you? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. You get an extra one. Uh, 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 just thought I'd end there. I'm kind of measured and that's where it looked. Look the yeah, best. I saw you with your ruler over there. Yeah, I got yeah, fancy long. <laughs> no, I don't have a ruler. Uh, New King James? <laughs> New King James, brother. All right, uh, John chapter 20. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloth lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen cloth lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then one Excuse me. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Verse 15, Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, She turned and said to him, Rabbani, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came in and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. 
The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Amen. Wow. You know, this uh, verse 31 is one of those verses, and there's, there's a few of them in the Bible that, uh, that are like this, but not a lot. But where the writer of the book actually says exactly why he wrote the book yeah. or why he wrote and explained, because there's a bunch more miracles he could have written about, mm-hmm. but he chose to write about these and these stories that occurred with Jesus. Why? They are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And so uh, John reveals to us here, this is why I wrote the book, guys. And so you can go to any part of what John's writing and and look at it from that point of view, and it actually helps you understand the book better. It does, and it's incredibly powerful, Pastor Dan, because every time I read, you know, sections like this, I think, you know, this is why— we believe what we believe. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> because if these guys hadn't seen this themselves and mm. experienced this firsthand and then poured out their lives to con- to convey this to the world, we wouldn't know about it. And it would it would be how many times have you heard a legend or you've mm. heard, you know, right. there's the legend of this and there's this old story that goes like this. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that, I'm sure that that has changed. And that's not quite what happened. If we could talk to who was there. But these guys were there. They walked this out and then they gave up their lives to make sure the message. It's not like they they saw all this and then they went and got rich. Uh, yeah. Right. They didn't. Yeah. These yeah. guys, they didn't. Just and, the opposite. Exactly. They they didn't they didn't peddle this this made up story uh, and then end up rich and famous. They gave up everything and died, frankly, some really awful deaths, most of them. Yes. Um, to to communicate. Why? Just so we would know, so we could believe. Yeah. In the very next chapter, Jesus tells Peter how he's going to die yeah. to be crucified upside down, um, you know, yeah. uh, which is like crazy, crazy picture there. And again, just a picture of how much they did not profit from this message, but it cost them everything. But what they did gain in, of great value is everybody listening to this uh, believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. They have they have part others have sown, you know, some water, some reap. Every harvest that's being reaped in the world from this day that this was written till now, these guys can look back and say it was worth it. Man, Amen. look at that. Look at that. My great 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 yeah. grandkid gave his heart to the Lord, you know, John's great, 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 not yeah. mine. I don't have that many yet. But anyway, uh, it's a great picture of that, Mark, a good good observation. What else stood out to you in the chapter? Was there anything that you thought, man, that that's really cool? I want to think about that and look at that, kind of 
drew you down down a road to study this morning? Well, uh, there was a couple of different things. Actually, something that just jumped out at me, and this is one of those little things that you know. Maybe, I like them. Maybe it's only uh, guys like me because <laughs> I'm a history guy and I see little nuances, and I will go, hmm. So I just saw this when I was reading it. I didn't see it earlier. It says in verse 26, and after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them, and Jesus came. Mm. And I thought, you know what? They always. Um, you know, they, the circumcision was on the eighth day. Mm. And I just, that the eighth day there, this jumped off. The, I thought, I wonder what, is God, I'm always asking that question. Oh, yeah, when yeah. I see a little detail, I'm like, why is it there? Yeah. And it just jumped off the page of me. I wonder if eight days is 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 intentional. I don't know. It's just so. I've never, I've never seen anything on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do agree with you. A lot of times when you see details like that, very specific that um, I've even found this, Mark, that when I've looked at it, is I may not get the significance of it now, but then I see it later. Or historically, there's something that's a little detail that's put in Scripture, and this has happened again and again, where they go, oh, that couldn't be true. For example, uh, it, it, when it talks about, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, and you would read that in uh, in James, I think that is. I don't I don't remember where it's at, but anyway, it's talking about the end days and elements will melt with fervent heat. And up until the like 1940, uh, ele- they believed that it was impossible for an element you could not reduce anything lower than its elemental stage. And so elements can't melt. Sorry, dude, the Bible's wrong. Well, when I think it was uh, uranium uh, melted and became cobalt-35 and an atomic blast happened, they realized, oh, wait a minute, elements can melt. And so there's a detail in, in the Bible that at one point almost seems to disprove the Bible, but yet later on you find that that very specific detail actually goes further to prove the Bible to be true yeah. rather than disprove the Bible. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something there. I I feel like going and looking that up to yeah. see if I can find anything on it and why it was eight days. Well, it just makes me think. I mean, when you think about it, because uh, Jesus was circum- it was the law. Under yeah. the law, it was circumcision on the eighth day. Circumcised on the eighth day. Paul bragged about it. Paul, yeah. I'm a Pharisee. Yep. Circumcised on the eighth day. Exactly. And if we go back to look at the beginning where Jesus was born, he was circumcised on the eighth day. And what is circumcision? Well, it's a sign of covenant. Yeah. And so when, when you talk about covenant and we're in a new covenant, I just think that eight days, I don't know, just jumped off the page of me. Um, I also loved where Jesus said uh, that I am ascending to my father and your father. I love it. Uh, not just my father and, and not just to my God and your God, but to your father. We talked about this about a week ago when we were on the show before, just the, the significance of God being our father and that he loves us and that Jesus is saying, look, where I'm basically what, what I hear when he says, I'm going to my father and your father, he's saying, we're both going to be there. Yeah. You're where I'm going, you're going to go. Because there was a time when he said, where I'm going to go, you don't know the, you don't know. You don't know the way. Yeah. And and, the way didn't really exist yet. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, we, we don't understand. Uh, But now he's, he's clarifying. He's saying, look, I'm going to my father and your father. That means you're going to be there with me one day. Yeah. My God, your God, he even said there, and there's, there's some powerful things that way. I want to say one more thing about, this this encounter here where Peter, excuse me, where Thomas isn't there, and then he is there eight days later. You wonder if that covenant or that um, thing of circumcision, which in one hand is cutting away something that that goes that, that you lose, 
And that, I think, is part of it, too, because Thomas is known as a doubting disciple. But what happens in his life here and what he says, my Lord, my God, he's one of the very few. He was the first one to call him Lord early on as a disciple. And he was the first one to call him God, Mm. my Lord, my God. And he's got a bad rep, but he actually was an innovator in the way he viewed Jesus and took it to the to the right level, but to the highest level first before any of the other disciples. And I wonder if if Jesus is here, you know, having this encounter with him because he wants to one establish a covenant, his covenant with Thomas, to cut away some of the stuff that's trying to, you know, hold him back in his life where he's like, no, I'm hurt so bad by watching him die that I am never going to believe this stuff unless I actually put my finger in the hole in his hand. That whole natural sense-based decision-making is not going to make you successful in the kingdom of God because we, we're we not successful in the kingdom of God based on our senses. Yeah. You cannot get around in the spiritual world with natural senses any more than you can get around in the natural world with your spiritual senses in the sense of, you know, you need to realize to drive your car. You yeah. can't do it blind and trust the Holy Ghost. Let me just tell you, don't try it. <laughs> it's not the way it works. And, uh, Pretty pretty cool uh, statement at the end, too, where he says, Blessed are those who have not seen it and yet believe. Oh, man. Because I always feel warm warmth in me. my heart because that's me. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. It's me. It's me. I'm included in that group. And, and that's encouraging, you know, to hear Jesus say, I'm blessed and more blessed. Mm-hmm. Than a guy like Thomas. Yeah. Because I chose I choose to believe not seeing. Uh, none of us have seen the Lord. You know, mm. you may have seen a vision or had a, you know, an encounter with him on some level. I get it. But you've not physically seen him. He's not, you know, not been face to face with the Lord and you won't until you're yeah. dead. You know, you go to heaven and all that stuff, but blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. The word yet is not actually in the original language, but, and have believed. So yeah, I love that part too. Very powerful. And then you went to what part? You went to the part about, uh, uh, your God, my God. Yeah. 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 You know, what's interesting about that is, uh, this appearance that Jesus makes to her and speaks to her and all that in- happens here. And then she does go back and tell the disciples. And some people get a little bit cranky about this portion of scripture in John, because it seems like it's in a different order in a couple of the other gospels who gets there first, who does what, who does this, who does that. But we're talking about a, about 10 minutes of time, yeah. and they happen very closely together, and he, bottom line is she was the first one to see Jesus, yeah. and he says some things to her that are incredible, and then she goes and tells the disciples what she'd seen, that she'd seen the Lord, and he had spoken these things to her. What's wild is in the world they lived in, a woman's testimony wasn't acceptable, in court. And it always seemed like Jesus was pushing the envelope yes. of all that kind of stuff and saying, okay, well, if a woman's testimony is not, you know, useful as evidence in the court, I think I'm going to appear first to a woman and show myself to her and see what my disciples do with that and see what the world does with a woman testifying to me and whether they throw it out because she's a lady or whether or not they 
they grab hold of it and say, wow. I'm going to be in on this. So I don't know. I think, I think that's powerful too. Well, I think the word says that God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And what's that referring to when I say that? I'm You're not referring, referring to, to women. No. Okay, good. Not at all. I, I, I want to that way. Woo! Man, I don't want... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Will you okay. be at my funeral? Yeah, I will. Yeah, it um, won't be long if you keep that up. No, no. Well, a foolish system. Yes, exactly. A foolish system that says this this person or this, this group of people are somehow less valued. Uh, I'm going to take on. that and flip the script on. on the world and, and, and inscribe incredible value value uh, to them and, and let them be my first witnesses. And that's incredible. I mean, that that a woman, and especially Mary Magdalene had a rough background. Mary Magdalene had come through so many things, and she got to be the one that got to see the risen Lord first and mm-hmm. then testify. You know, you mentioned um, about uh, how some people bicker about details. It made me think, when you, when you, and this is just kind of a technical thing, but when you're looking at his, historically, when you're weighing things out historically, you're not looking for every single eyewitness account to be exactly identical to every other eyewitness account. It won't. That's not how it's going to work. But what you're looking for, you know, there was two, there was, there was a car accident. The brown car pulled out in front of the blue car. What color was each shirt of the person wearing that was driving? Uh, you know, you're going to, well, the guy in the brown shirt, well, I, no, no, he's wearing a blue shirt. Well, yeah. either way, the bl- the brown car pulled out in front of the blue car. Yep. We can establish that that happened. Yep. Like, that's a fact. That's and, that's the big fact right. that's, that's provable. And if there's a small detail that differs, that does not negate the story. That's and right. And no historian will ever uh, argue that it would. That's right. how it's that's how it's done in, in a, on a scholarly level. And so for people who go, you know what, this doesn't exactly match this, so it discredits the whole thing, that doesn't work in any other worldly system. Ever. No, it doesn't work that right. way. So there's, just, there's no merit to using that as an argument. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The other thing I really like about this is I've got kind of the order in which the people saw the Lord. I like it. I just think it's cool. You have Mary Magdalene, who was, you know, kind of, it was explained she was she loved much because she was forgiven much. Yeah. She comes from a really difficult, tough background. She was maybe in the sex trade and all the stuff that goes on from there. And who's the first one to see it? See Jesus, her. Wow. Next, it's John and Peter. and And it seems to me you've got... How much John was loved and loved the Lord. And so I think that's cool that he'd be one of the first people to see him. And then Peter, I don't know how scared, confused, broken, or maybe hopeful he was because of all the things that he'd experienced. And then Thomas, who was, you know, he gets called doubtful Thomas, but here's the thing I think was more real. And a concern to me, and it might I might be wrong on this, but when all the other disciples were together and Jesus showed up, Thomas wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So that means he'd gone off away from the group. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if he was at work or, you know, it might have been a valid reason he was not there. And please, no judgment or condemnation. But it's not good to be away from that foundation of church and fellowship and communion that we need to be in. And then so it just took longer for Thomas to experience the incredible things that the others did because he wasn't there 
when good stuff was going on. Yeah. The other thing that's cool is Mary Magdalene tarried, I think is how they say, says now, uh, uh, Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And, and as she wept, she stooped down. That was after the other disciples went away. Yeah, to their she didn't own just homes. walk off. She didn't leave. She stayed. Mm-hmm. And I think tarrying is, is that a word? Did yeah, I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Tarrying is, is got value in it. Yeah. Wait a little bit longer. Don't be in a hurry to run off and and connect with your, you know, Facebook account. I'm not picking on Facebook or whatever else it is. That tearing is powerful and important, too. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a little bit. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Join Overlook Ministries on October the 17th at the Avenue Worship Center for the 8th annual Overlook Fiesta Fundraiser. Overlook is a ministry faithfully serving East Coast Christian Center and Brevard County for 23 years reaching out to the lost, homeless, and overlooked. The fiesta begins 7 p.m. on October 17th with desserts, inspiration, and community. Let's change the world one man at a time. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045 with a high-energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Mark, what do you got? I was looking at where Jesus said, uh, it said, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. And then in verse 21, Jesus said to them again, peace to you. You know, the Bible says that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We didn't have peace with God until this point. That's right. Uh, There was the Bible. In fact, it says that we were enemies of God, um, that we were, we were lost in, in that, in that transgression and we were his enemies, but through Mm. Jesus, he has brought peace. He has, he has torn down the wall um, and opened the veil. And so the peace that I just love, he's the Prince of peace. And the first thing he says to him, 
Peace be with you. Be at peace. You know what? When you have peace with God, Pastor Dan, is when you can have peace in yourself and with people. It's the the source of all of it. And I would would encourage, I have to encourage myself and I would just remind the listeners, if if you're not feeling and experiencing peace right now, you need to just hear what Jesus said. Be at peace. Be at peace. Know that God, your Father and His Father, your God and His God, is at peace with you. All the all the things that were in the way are gone. Jesus took them completely out Come of the on. way. And so you can be at peace. And if you can have peace with God and you can know that your Heavenly Father is at peace with you, man, then you can have peace with your family. You know, you know I'm grouchy when I'm mad at me. Yeah. And I'm difficult with others when I really don't feel good about myself. And if you do want to see a change in your family, like Pastor Mark's saying, man, grab hold of this. Jesus is speaking peace to you. Peace, be still. He did that to calm storms. And he can calm the storm in your heart too. Know that you're loved by God. Amen. It's an incredible picture, Mark. Thanks for sharing that. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.